Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Wednesday. For those that are here live, happy any day of the week it is for you, wherever it is that you're tuning in from, whatever platform that you're on. Thanks so much for being here. We've been in this world of trying to create new pathways, trying to leverage whatever we have. It's so important, this concept of leverage. Leverage is the most powerful force in the universe. You ever wonder how you read stories of people that go from rags to riches? How did that kid end up having 10 cents in his pocket and now owns half of the city? The answer is leverage. He didn't raise $10 million to buy his building. He raised a little piece of it and then borrowed the rest. He leveraged the bank's loan, the force of a bank, and did the work. And when you leverage the debt, if you will, that could enable you to gain more returns. Understand leverage. In fact, even in the business world, leverage is in many ways used the same as borrowings, debt. If you want to know how companies make all this money, they borrow most of it. It looks like they, I'm telling you, I don't know if you, if this is a secret to anyone here, but most people borrow most of their money, especially companies. They don't own all their stuff. They borrow lots of stuff. Big companies that you see that have their name on buildings don't own that building. They own a tiny little piece of that building. Usually life insurance companies from other parts of the world and, you know, the teachers unions with all that, that, they own most of that building. But the company whose name's on the door owns a little piece. They leverage the needs of other people to invest. They leverage someone else's resources to grow their company. Leverage is very powerful. And when you know how to use it, you can grow. You leverage. Leveraging emotions is where we're at. And it can be very powerful. And I want to delve a little bit further into it. I want, to just, I want to explain a concept that I'm still in myself getting in my head. It's back to this Safer, this book that I've been completely obsessed with called Biyam Darkecha and the ways of the sea. It's, it's, this, it's just this level of brilliance that I've never really encountered. I mean, it's simple brilliance. What we're dealing with right now, what we're talking about right now, is leveraging emotions. And the reason why it's so critical is because this rabbi, Rabbi Morgenstern, breaks it down. And, and he breaks it down in a different way, so I'm going to sort of like borrow it. But it's his idea, it's not mine. Trust me. And the way he explains it is, there is nothing in the world that is not divine. I'll stick with me a little bit here because we're going to delve into a, a subject that I need. It's going to take a little time to unpack. So if you can almost envision the world as, as energy, it's not too hard. Just open up your science books and they'll say that, yeah, that, it is energy. The whole world is energy. Whether you see it, whether you don't see it, whether you can touch it, whether you can't touch it. Like this isn't, I'm not saying anything that's not totally aligned with our worlds today that the world is energy. 
table has energy within it. The cup of coffee has energy. The coffee itself. The coffee has special energy because it's coffee, but still energy. Human beings. Come on. We're, 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 we're nuclear reactors. We're nuclear reactors. The energy that we have inside us. Our brain, the energy that our brain uses every day to, to transmit information to it. Everything you see is energy. But thoughts, if you will, is energy. Now, where it comes from, not for now, but just work with me here. And I want you just to build, see if, as I'm talking, stick with me with, with God's help and just like envision this. If you can, as I'm saying the words, see if you can create a visualization to you, you. And if you can, a ray of light coming into your brain called the thought, right? So picture if you can, that coming at your mind is a ray of light. And that ray of light, if you will, is a thought and it comes into your brain. So there's energy coming into your brain. Right, Just like if you're holding a phone, if you will, and the phone turns on Wi-Fi, there's a network that now comes into the phone. It accesses it. You, you get to the right Wi-Fi center, and you click it, and then you get that check. And then all of a sudden, now you access something into the phone that wasn't accessed before. So picture that being a thought. You've got a, a brain. Your brain knows how to pick up the airwaves of thought. The airwaves of thought is energy. And that, that light, that energy comes in. If you can just picture it, picture it, it'll make more sense. Now, every thought that you have, stick with me long, a little bit longer here. Let's do this together. Again, from this rabbi, not from me, from the rabbi. And from what I, what I, what I learned from the rabbi. So I could be totally messing it up, but just stick with me. As the energy, as the light comes to your mind. Okay, you're with me? You're picturing it? You're standing there. You have a thought. Your thought is, um, I want ice cream. Okay. Low level thought. So there's a ray of light coming into your mind. And as the ray of light gets close to your mind, it congeals into a thought that says, I want ice cream. Okay. If you can picture like, you know, it comes down and it's sort of all light as it's in the atmosphere. And as it comes down to the earth, it congeals. It's, you know, picture like it's, it's air or we you know I'm saying it's, 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 um, it's air, let's say. And then as it goes into the freezer, it condenses and it becomes um, ice or liquid. Right. So that light, that ray of light, as that ray of light comes into your mind, it becomes a thought with a voice that's usually your voice that tells you something. Okay. And what that means is that from the little that I know is that the thoughts that we have really is the packaging of energy, which is why when thoughts are very intense, like I said yesterday and the day before they can be moved Right. So with yesterday we spoke about sort of the first level of this, which is when negativity, when, when sadness comes to you, don't push it away necessarily. Accept it. Embrace it. No, it's called Viyam Darkecha. 
embrace it and then move it to something more positive, an action, a habit that is going to take the energy that was sadness and use it to be the glue to begin the habit, which will then get hooked into your neuroplasticity and your life will change. What we're doing now is delving into the, the, the conversion plant. Okay. So you stick with me. We have this light coming into our mind. It's called a thought. Some of them, if you can picture it, some of them will have very, it's a very thick light. It's, um, it's a very deep thought or a very powerful thought, or it's infused with lots of energy. It's a high thought, like unbelievable happiness or God forbid negativity. Okay. But it's a thought. Oh my gosh, we won the championships is a thought. You may be experiencing it because you're holding a trophy, but the end of the day, the trophy is just sending a signal to your brain that says, Oh my gosh, we won the cha- we won a championship. It's like the difference between the guy who wins the Super Bowl and the guy who loses the Super Bowl is just thought. They're both standing on the same field. They both got the same jersey on. Before anyone holds a trophy or has, in fact, the streamers go on both of their heads, right? And the, and the, and the crowd is cheering. They can't discern who it's cheering for. They don't know. I mean, if you're sitting on a football field, and there's 50,000 people in the stands cheering, you don't know who it's for necessarily. So when the game is over and and the confetti comes down and one person is jumping up and down and one person is crying, it's only because of their thinking. Not because of what happened in the past. They played. These are just signals to the brain. It's just the thinking. And I bet you, if you're looking at a field during a Super Bowl, and the, the winning team, right, such so jumping up and down. And while that guy's jumping up and down, he somehow injures himself, and now his career is over. And the other guy with the other jersey on who lost was just injured, and now he's miraculously healed. Those two people will shift thinking. In minute one, the guy who wins will be like, yay, and then he gets injured, and he'll be like, oh, this is the worst day of my life. And in minute two, minute one, the guy who loses will be like, this is the worst day. Oh, my God, it's the best day of my life. So it doesn't even matter that you won the game. It's just mental thought. This is all just one way to bring thoughts into our mind. And positive and negative is just interpretations of the world around us. So everything we're talking about really is the light, the energy, the thought that comes into our mind. And sometimes it's packaged with very little emotion. Sometimes it's packaged with very high emotions, but in both cases, at the front end of this ray is words, is an articulate thought that comes into our mind. And as it hits our mind, if you can picture this, do it with me, please. As it hits our mind, we unpack it and go, what is this? Oh, this happened. And the emotion comes into our hearts. Oh, that happened. The emotion comes into our hearts and then it changes us and it disempowers us or it empowers us. I just won the lottery. (gasps) Empowered. Oh no, I lost the lottery. Oh, disempowered. These emotions are just thoughts that come into our minds, but these thoughts 
are packed with energy. And the energy is divine, which means the energy is good. The thought itself may not be as, but the root of where it comes from is the, the, the source is good. And so whenever a thought comes into your mind, you have to realize that that thought is just the covering of energy. But the energy itself is divine energy, which means this divine energy is powerful and is meant for good. So if you're envious of somebody, that's really divine energy packaged in envy. If you're tempted by something, it's divine energy packaged by temptations. If you're sad about something, it's divine energy packaged in, in something that happened that, 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 that's, that, that feels terrible. I was saying yesterday, the, the, the ability to love someone, you know, the fact that Jews from all over the world are crying for each other is such a positive thing that we love each other. We don't even, we never even met each other. The fact that people are watching what happened in Israel and for most people, they don't, they're not connected to them directly and they're so broken. It's such a positive thing, but it's packaged in, in something that happened that was terrible. And when we talk about bringing that energy in, and somehow using it for positive, we need to understand the following. And once you understand this, it's going to open up a new world like it did for me, which is once you know that the feeling you have is inherently positive, all you got to do is remove the package. That envy that you feel, I got to get, I got to go past the envy and know that behind the envy is something really deeper that's good. that temptation that I have for the wrong thing. I got to know that that's not a bad thought. That's a good thought packaged in something that's bad for me for a whole variety of reasons. And I got to just unpack it and I get, get to a good thought and I'm going to use it now. Every time I feel an emotion, I got to realize that that's leverage. That's an investor that hands me money. And the guys may not be the best guy in the world, but you know that if you use able to take the money that he's giving you and deal with the garbage that he puts you through. And some investors give you some garbage because they think they run the world because they have a couple of bucks. They're in charge of a couple of bucks and they're used to people like just constantly kissing up to them. And after a while it gets to them when you're in charge of giving out a lot of money, people are constantly playing to you. And after a while, like, you know, you start to, you start to believe it. So sometimes like you got to deal with guys like this. Okay. I spent the year of my life going on the road, raising money for a major fund. Yeah, sitting in offices all the time, raising money for deals and whatever. Sometimes you sit with guys, they're total quirks, they're total wackos, but like you got to deal with it. So like they're used to it. So like they get away with stuff that like, whatever. <laughs> it's it's sad, but it is. What can you do? You got to raise money for a fund. So the guy's got to tell you some stupid story about how he's the greatest guy in the world. All right, so you listen to it. Or the guy, whatever. <laughs> Not for now. We could, we could tell over stories sometime else. The idea is that you understand that the, behind the quirks, behind the, the ego, is the opportunity for resources. People do it all the time. You see what some guy thinks he runs the world because he's got a couple of bucks. But you know, you, guys got to raise money for a school. Kids need the money. So they sit there and they laugh at the guy's jokes. Okay, kid, school needs to get built. School needs to get built behind that veneer. And by the way, between me and you, they're all good guys. 
and women. They're, everyone's good. Everyone's good. Some people just don't. Some people are being whatever. This isn't for now. Everyone's good. Sometimes the, the, the biggest victim in the story is the person whose whole life someone's playing to. Let me tell you. The biggest victim sometimes is someone whose whole life people never look at him or her for them. Only for what they can get out of them. They're great people. They're stuck in a world where everybody just wants something from them. For another time. The point is you see past it. Because you know there's a source that's positive behind it. You're not going to be able to use your emotions if you think there's something wrong with your emotions. You're not going to be able to leverage the most powerful resource you have, which is emotions. If you don't believe that behind that negative feeling is a positive light. And maybe it comes across as negative because we don't know what the world really is. Or we don't know how the world works. Or we don't have the vision that God has. Or we fell to our temptations in the past. And so we're connecting a temptation to what would be a really normal feeling. So maybe the desire that we have is to be successful in life. But because we fell to the temptations of doing it the wrong way, as soon as we have that positive feeling of being successful, it immediately neurologically marries with the wrong way of doing it. Fine. Forget the reason why that divine emotion is being presented to you with a negative package. Forget it. There's a lot of reasons why that is. Some night, some okay, some not okay. It's irrelevant for now. The point is that when you have an emotion and you believe in your core that that emotion is a check being handed to you to invest in yourself, the emotion is a gift that now you're able to raise up past the world of indifference, past the world of exhaustion, past the world of, of laziness, because you're emotional. By just being able to look at the emotion and say, I know it's being presented to me as negative, but I believe that there is no negativity in this world at its root. And so I'm going to reach behind that thought, behind that negativity into the light, into the core essence of an emotion, which is divine energy, and take the divine energy and try to use it for something positive because I got to unpack what's around it to get to what's on the inside. The belief of what it is that you have will allow you to do what we said yesterday, which is take it and go, okay, I didn't want it this way. I wanted it in a positive way, but I got it. How do I leverage it? I wanted to win the Super Bowl. I didn't miss. Okay, how do I use it? How do I use it? I'll tell you how I use it. I realize that I'm not grateful for my life. I'm playing in the Super Bowl. And I'm so upset because I have not worked on myself to be grateful that I'm alive and I'm an athlete at this level. So I'm going to use that negative feeling to unpack a positive light to then go into a, gra a gratitude habit so that from now on when I play in a game, I'm going to be off the charts. 
does it apply to our lives? We're alive. When you look at a mass tragedy, am I grateful for my life? Am I grateful for what I have? At the very least, that feeling, I unpack it and I reach into the energy. That's that thought and go, what do I do with it now? Okay, I feel down. I got to use it to be more grateful for the things that I have that I wasn't grateful for. But it only works if you believe to your core and try it. Every feeling you have really has the same source in positive light, positive energy. And all you got to do is take off the cover. All right, we'll talk about it. Just play with this a little bit. Just watch it. If at the very least today, we can look at our thoughts and sort of like picture them and visualize them. They don't come from within, they come from without. And start to see the different pieces of it. Start to play with the Lego pieces of thought. We'll begin to control it better. We'll begin to understand it better. And once you're able to understand and control thought better, it's the greatest leverage you can ever ask for in life. All right. Oh, man. Have an amazing day. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. <laughs>